The following program is created for informational purposes only and does not constitute as medical advice. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the host. If you think you may have a medical emergency, consult your doctor. This is where the healing begins. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic, where it's not only about neck and back pain, but a place for whole body wellness. Listen this hour as Dr. Leanne is here to share her wellness education to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne. Good morning. Thanks for joining. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. That's 317-893-2853. Or you can always check us out online at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Initial exam and consultation is just $25. If you've never heard about Greenwood Family Chiropractic and what we do, uh, we are part of a large network of like-minded, holistic wellness doctors. Uh, One of the things that we really look at is whole body wellness. So what does that mean? It is so often times that we find a symptom, right? Whatever that symptom may be, fatigue, um headaches, numbness and tingling, and we focus on that symptom, but we don't look at the whole picture of things. And so what I find is that, you know, say for example, headaches, we'll use it often. Um, Doctors say, well, take a Tylenol or an ibuprofen, right? Like take an over the counter. And they say, okay. And then it doesn't, it doesn't doesn't get any better. And then they say, okay, well, what if we check your vision? Okay, that was all good. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just here's a here's a, a, a medication that decreases nerve sensation or an antidepressant or but you're like, but why do you have headaches? Why do you have headaches? You know, and and so looking at all of the different aspects of why, you know, same thing. Uh, you know, there's really interesting thyroid is this super common. Uh, ailment now that we have in the United States, more specifically for females. And so we address thyroid as a primary concern. What's wrong with the thyroid? If it's too high, give it something to lower. If it's too low, give it something to increase it. If it's one that's like a more autoimmune where it's up and down, well, we just watch it and see when you feel the worst or when you feel the best and what we can do. Where most people don't realize that oftentimes the thyroid can be a secondary for like adrenals, for example. And there are some medical doctors who don't believe that adrenal fatigue, adrenal burnout is an actual real ailment, which is very interesting because we can actually look at special testing, more metabolic testing, organic acid that looks at biomarkers that are are literally through the process of um, adrenal function. So it it is a real thing, but it's just, so it's so interesting to see, like, why aren't we looking at the system as a whole? This is, this is not a, the heart does one thing, the lungs do another thing. And we're all just this separate entity. We are some, 
of our parts, but no one really looks at it like that. And so that's really what we're designed to do at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. Now today, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about blood and blood work. Now this is not blood work that we do in our office, but generally that I see that patients get. So this is one that you can go to your primary care physician. You can go to any lab test now. You literally can walk in. So what labs should you have? Just general labs if you have general health concerns. If you have no ailments or no symptoms, what lab should you get? How often should you get them? And then we'll break down a couple more common findings of highs and lows and what they might allude to and what they may mean, right? It's kind of self-explanatory, but not really because there's a lot more that you look at. So a lot of people will bring me blood work and they say, tell me what this means. Um, so we can just go through a little bit more on some of generally, I can't go into the real nitty gritty because that takes a lot, <laughs> lots of additional training, but just kind of a surface overview of like what some of these things are, what they mean. Okay. But before we got that, we've got some news. Dr. Leanne's Health News. Some studies suggest that too much sugar can literally mess with the brain. Health News now, one of the world's most commonly prescribed medications. Maybe Today, the average American consumes 22 teaspoons of sugar Protesters a day. Protesters say they just should not be forced to get this shot, not by the government. For today's Health in the News, an article by the New York Times... Outcry forces United Healthcare to delay plan to deny coverage for some ER visits. So within days of announcing a policy shift aimed at cutting back on reimbursements for emergency room care, the major insured retreated for now. <laughs> um so here's if you don't know about what United Healthcare has done recently. Uh, so in the face of growing opposition from hospital and doctor groups, United Healthcare said it would delay a, delay a plan to stop paying for emergency room visits that it deemed non-urgent, at least in, until the pandemic has ended. So what they did, what United Healthcare did, is they came out and said, you know what we're going to do, right? Because they're all about saving money. This is not, you guys fail to realize that your health insurance is not for your health. It is for sickness. It is designed for sick care. Health insurance is not designed to get you healthy. It is not designed to get you well. If it did, it would pay for your gym membership. It would pay for your healthy vegetables. It doesn't. It pays for you when you're sick, right? So let's understand that first and foremost. But what United Healthcare said is that they were going to deny claims for emergency room visits, if they deemed it, if they deemed it non-urgent. <laughs> right? So the policy, which would affect millions of United customers, was greeted with outstanding worry over the unintended consequence of the coronavirus, uh, coronavirus crisis on Americans' health as people put off care for serious illnesses. The change had also sparked outrage in light of the steep decline in ER visits that resulted in healthy profits and savings for insurers, right? So what, what they found through this pandemic is that people didn't want to go to the emergency room because they said, oh gosh, I don't want to go to the ER because people in the ER likely have coronavirus and I don't want to get coronavirus, so I'm not going to go to the ER, 
right? So they they managed it differently. And so what was interesting about that is then these insurers said, goodness, well, we saved all of this money by people not going to the ER. So what if we just made it so that they had to choose, right? The patient, the un educated, medically uneducated patient has to choose whether or not they deem this an actual emergency, right? Hey, guess what, John, Mary, you get to decide, do you think that this is an actual emergency or not? And if you're wrong, I want to know you're going to have, well, if you're right, and we deem this, we being United Healthcare as an actual emergency, um, we'll pay for it. You'll, I mean, you'll still, we'll accept the claim, but you'll still have to pay out thousands, but by the way, if we don't accept it, then you'll have to pay out tens of thousands. So you, the choice is yours. Is it a real emergency or not? Right? So what you're paying for, your health insurance, is forcing you to make the medical decision on whether or not, you know, and that could be a simple coding thing from a doctor's standpoint too. I just, uh, okay, let me finish reading the article. Uh Critics of the United Policy Shift said it would exacerbate what experts said was a disconcerting pattern of people shunning emergency rooms in the last year or so, potentially contributing to heart attacks and other illnesses among those who not only feared contagion, but also medical bills due to economic fallout of layoffs and unemployment. Under the new policy, which was to go into effect this month, United Healthcare had planned to scrutinize the medical records of its customers' visits to emergency departments to determine if it should be covered by those hospital bills. But in the last week, several major hospitals and doctor groups demanded United abandon the, the policy. The decision to hold off, quote-unquote, offers a temporary reprieve for patients, and we urge its full and permanent reversal, said Chief Executive of uh, American Hospital Association. In a letter... To United Healthcare, they um, said deferred and delayed care during a pandemic has already contributed to adverse health conditions and increased acuity. Uh, this past week, United Healthcare acknowledged the concerns raised by many groups. They say, based on feedback from our provided partners and discussions with medical societies, we have decided to delay, not stop but delay the implementation of our emergency department policy until at least the end of the national public health emergency period. But right, when is that? So I thought it was um, Anthem, who is another large insurer, uh, announced a similar policy several years ago that led to backlash and a federal lawsuit from emergency room physicians claiming it violated federal protection for patients seeking emergency care. Anthem said it could not comment because of continuing litigation. So think about this, right? Think about this. Uh, this is who we put in charge of our health. This is who you say, you know, if my insurance covers it, then I'll do it. If my insurance doesn't cover it, then I'm not going to do it. That is who you're going to let be in charge of your health care and your family's health care. So your husband, your dad, your son has chest pain, right? And you're like, oh, is it just because you were working hard outside, right? It is kind of warm. You just mowed the grass. You know, maybe you just have a, a glass of water, sit down. Or you say, maybe you're having a heart attack. And if we took you to the emergency room now, they would be able to save your life. But the fact that you're not sure whether or not that's a true medical emergency, you're going to hold off a couple hours. It's going to be a true heart attack. And by the time you figure it out, he's going to be dead. That's, that is the group 
that you say you should delegate my health care. You should delegate. You should lead. We trust you, right? This is who we as the United States, and we can't figure out, right? We can't figure out in a nation why we're so incredibly sick, Because somehow we've been taught to believe, we've been in this cycle to believe that health insurance is designed to make us healthy. Health insurance is designed to make us well. The people who say, you know what, it's your responsibility, Mary and John, to figure out whether or not John's having a heart attack. And if you're wrong, it's it's 10,000. If you're right, maybe it's only two or three. Good luck. (laughs) And you pay them every month. You pay them every month for that. It blows my mind mind blows my mind you have to guys we have to get back to realize your health is your number one most important asset and more importantly no one is more responsible for your health but you it is not your insurance company it's not your doctor's office the only person responsible for your health is you we got to get back down to it and that's what the goal is, right? And that's what today is about. How do we how do we navigate through labs, if you should have them, what type you should have, how often you should have them? And we'll talk about that next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Videos, tips, deals, and more. Find Greenwood Family Chiropractic on Instagram. Here's Dr. Leanne. Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. Or we can always, you can always check us out online at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com where we also have Facebook. Facebook, uh, what's the other social media? Instagram. We have Facebook and Instagram. Greenwood Family Chiropractic. <laughs> find us reach out today we are talking about blood tests we're gonna talk all about blood tests um now blood tests in the office so we talk a lot and i want to preface with this we talk a lot about the testing that we do in the office we don't do general routine blood work um the testing that we do in the office is more advanced for functional medicine. So it looks at biomarkers, intermediates. So that um, is urine in a blood spot. It's not a full blood draw. So it is a little bit different. So you can typically go to your primary care physician. Um, you can go to, there's a lot of people whose insurance is really, really high. They haven't met their deductible. Um, you can always go to any lab tests now. They're local around our area. And that's just one where you can schedule an appointment or you can just walk in. And you say, here are the labs that I want. And they run the labs. And it is literally the greatest thing ever. 
<laughs> when I was pregnant with one of my kids, I wanted to see what my progesterone level was. It had to be my second or third. Because um, I knew I typically was low. And I called the OB's office <laughs> multiple times and they never got back to me. So I just went to any lab test now. I walked in and they ran it. It was very appreciative, right? So you don't necessarily need a script from a doctor per se. You can just walk in. So, Or you can just go into your doctor and say, hi, uh, I would like my annual labs. So... Now, let's talk, but I want to go through that because people are going to call and say, can you do my routine blood work? And my answer to you is going to be no. We can do dive down deeper when you're looking at some of our more functional medicine testing looks at nutritional deficiencies. So it tells you specifically which antioxidants you need, whether it be CoQ10, glutathione, vitamins A, vitamin B, C, like it'll tell you specifically what your body needs. Well, again, a bit more advanced than the blood work. It'll let you see nutritional deficiencies, malabsorption markers, gut dysbiosis, toxicity. It's kind of like an x-ray of your body from a blood standpoint that you can literally see specific deficiencies, heavy metal toxicities. Um, that's more so what we look at in the office, not routine blood work. Though that being said, I highly, highly recommend it. So how, let's talk about this. Who should get routine blood work. Now, in my opinion, right? So take it or leave it. I think that individuals should have, as adults, should have annual blood work, annual routine blood work. And let me tell you why. One, cell cycle turnaround is 90 to 120 days. The secondary component is that I had a mentor. Um, his name was Dr. Charlie Majors. And he experienced random symptoms for about a decade. And it was in 2010 that they finally started to dig deeper because they realized he was getting headaches and um, wasn't able to manage them through corrective chiropractic care, um, five essentials, like literally what we know to do, and went in and got lab work done and found, you know, white blood cells, crazy um and so then they went in and did an mri they found brain cancer and it was stage four glioblastoma if you know anything about that um it's an incredibly aggressive cancer they said you know you maybe have two weeks uh chemotherapy and radiation um won't do anything so good luck <laughs> and he's like you don't get to choose when i go uh the big guy upstairs does and so he did all natural holistic therapies and he lived an additional eight years he went from two weeks to eight years, had another child, just an amazing, an amazing man. Uh, though that being said, one of the, he said that my, my biggest regrets in life is I would have caught this. It would have never gotten to a stage four brain cancer if I was doing routine blood work. That is the whole point. The You know, sometimes people get scared about doing routine blood work or they'll get scared about doing functional medicine testing. And, and my question is Why? You know, it, it should be scary if you don't have a path or if you don't have a practitioner that you trust and is knowledgeable about how to direct you and what they find. That's one of the best things about some of the um, 
more functional medicine testing that we do in the office is that people feel so good. They feel so good. And so you're like, yes, X, Y, and Z is wrong. It's not functioning properly. We have something underlying that we need to address. But when you have a practitioner that's along your side and says, hey, you know, here's exactly what I think we should do. Here's how we're going to navigate through it. Um, it should give you confidence. And it should it should make you feel like, hey, and that's another thing. Um, you know, when should you get it? Sometimes people wait until they're experiencing unusual or persons. But but why would you wait? Because so many of that, you know, I had a patient who came in and said she was in the hospital with her friend recently because they weren't feeling well. So they took her to the doctor and her blood sugar was 400. Right? Your, your blood sugar doesn't turn into 400 overnight. That, that when you're looking at diabetes and, um, you know, insulin resistance, all of that, like that is likely something that was forming over a, a long period of time that you could have caught well before you got to the point where your blood sugar was so high that you are almost in, uh, like you, at that point, 400, you're looking at preventing you from getting into a coma, right? Like, my goodness, you could have, you could have caught it, but what does it feel like? You know, what does your blood sugar at 300 feel like versus 100? You know, we feel when blood sugar is low, 50, 40s, you feel that, right? But you don't feel the difference oftentimes between 150 and 300. So how do you catch it? Blood work, right? Um, you would get it done in terms of like why you would get blood work done. Um, knowing your numbers so that you can optimize your health, right? Um, another really great example is, uh, <laughs> oh man, uh, my husband. <laughs> I never have to be like, it's some guy I know <laughs> that I live with and make him get annual blood work. <laughs> but So more recently, I'm like, gosh, it's been a while since you've gotten lab work done. Um, so he... I don't know, whatever. VA, who his doctor is, I don't know. So we went to any lab test now. I'm like, just go in. And so he literally scheduled an appointment and just went in and got it done. Like we had it literally the next day. Um, but his HDLs, like the good cholesterol was low. And so his total cholesterol looked great, but his HDL, I'm like, all right. So he's like, what do I do? I'm like, okay, well, this is one where you have to start increasing your good healthy fats so he made it a point this last weekend to point out that he had half of a half of an avocado <laughs> he's like not even that he doesn't like avocado it's just one that he doesn't he's not a fat forward diet person like nutrition wise right he doesn't have a lot of additional fats in his diet uh he's very very much a like protein kind of guy so it's just reminding him protein is good um, carbohydrates are fine, but you need to add in some more good healthy fats. So it's one that without knowing that now, his numbers still all look great. His HDLs were a little bit low, not detrimental, not super scary, right? But it's one where it's like, okay, moving forward, what can you do to change? To to change, right? Like, what can you do different to change? Um, or if you just want to catch something early, like I said, so reasons why just to be healthy and well 
why don't wait until something's wrong but routine blood work should be just that it should be routine so at least once a year now you're likely wondering what are some of the routine blood tests i should have and we'll talk about which ones those are next you're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic. For more information and to schedule an appointment, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. I feel my heartbeat, hear my Today, we are talking all about blood tests, how often you should get them, what type you should get, and some of the reasons for test results. Now, um, we talked already about who should get them and how often you should get routine blood work. Another question before we get into which tests is going to be why we fast. It does sound like punishment, right? When you're like fasting blood work and you're like, oh my gosh. So everything that you eat and drink contains vitamins, proteins, other nutrients. And so those can cause levels in your blood to temporarily spike or drop. So fasting 8 to 12 hours can help ensure that blood test results are free from these variables. So it makes your test results as accurate as possible. Not all blood work has to be fasting, but majority of them do. <laughs> so if you have lab work, assume that you will likely be fasting. Um, now, what should we look at? And generally, right? And I'm going to say generally because you listening, I know nothing about you. You might be a patient in the office and you can always ask, right? Is there anything that um, we desire to change, right? Like do we, should we have the normal or should we do more with some, less with others? Here's what I will tell you is that this is just general. So if you do have questions, right? Here's your asterisks. I'm not your doctor. <laughs> I'm your health educated radio friend. So health educated radio friends don't prescribe or recommend blood work for you. Your doctor does. So if you are patient in the office, you can come in and ask or, you know, just stop in with your PCP. Schedule a general routine wellness visit where you say, hey, I want blood work done. And there shouldn't be a problem if you have a reason, like if you wanted some off the wall lab work, if you have a reason on why you want it that doctor should order it for you. Um, uh, most of the time, what I'm going to talk about here is pretty set in standard. So it shouldn't be a, uh, I don't really think that that's necessary. But if they do feel that way, this is one where you as a grown adult needs to talk to them as a grown adult on why. I will share with you uh, 
my example, I always do four-month postpartum lab work every time. Reason being, you get a lot of blood work done when you're pregnant and it all looks crazy. It looks super crazy because your body is doing super crazy things. It's growing a baby and your body kind of thinks that this baby is foreign and that it wants to destroy it. So your immune system uh, kicks itself down, which is why they say, gosh, you know, if you're pregnant, you're immunocompromised because then that way your body, body doesn't try to like eat the baby destroy it from the inside out you know so it's I don't there's not a lot of stock in pregnant lab work for true health it's looking at pregnancy related stuff important but different um though I had a friend in chiropractic school who following her first child was very very tired right and that happens when you have babies you get tired and so they kept she kept saying I don't feel good and they're like well you just had a baby and you're tired for this well turns out she had thyroid cancer And had they just done some standard lab work, they would have caught it. So, so often these times and why I'm a huge advocate, advocate, a huge proponent of doing annual blood work is so that you can catch these things early on. But they missed it with her. And so it had metastasized to lymph nodes and just, you know, the, the unfortunate part is that she had gone in multiple times saying she didn't feel well and they were just super dismissive about it. So the first thing that you can look at is a CBC. So CBC is just a complete blood count. It checks typically for 10 different components of every major cell in your blood. So it looks at white blood cells, red blood cells, platelets, um, other important components, uh, your red blood count. It'll look at um, hemoglobin, hematocrit. So uh, your CBC is kind of like a check red blood cells, white blood cells has a lot to do with your immune system, right? So we can kind of see the different types of red blood cells. For example, I have a husband that I had go do labs recently and we had just gotten over a stomach bug in our family. And so we were about a week out and his monocytes were really high. That's one of the red blood cells that is typically due to a viral infection, right? We had, we had a stomach bug. And so when I saw that, I was like, I know exactly what that's for. Maybe we tested too soon, but it didn't matter. We already tested. He did it. We're good. (laughs) I don't take it back. Um, Another one, too, that's really important and is typically pretty standard is going to be your metabolic panel. And so this I will tell you, guys, if you're driving in the car, you're listening on the radio, this is one that you can check out on our podcast, Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. So anywhere you tune into podcasts, Or you can always go to freedom95.us. Podcasts are posted there too. So if you want to sit down at a later time with pen and paper, you can come back around, circle back and be able to write everything down um, if you're more interested in that, right? So CBC, the other one is a metabolic panel. Metabolic panel will look at um, glucose. So your fasting glucose typically It'll look at sodium, potassium, carbon dioxide, chloride, um, your blood urea nitrogen, bun or creatinine, which is indicative of kidney function. Um, A more complete one will also look at albumin, protein, um, ALP, ALT, AST, um, mostly which will be like liver enzymes um, and like gallbladder gallstones. So uh, 
that's the metabolic panel. So the metabolic panel looks at um, a little bit more. It can indicate kidney disease, diabetes, um, different imbalances. So CBC looks at total red and white blood cells. Um, and then the complete metabolic panel will look more so at uh, certain levels or compounds in the blood. Another one too that's pretty standard is a lipid panel. This one will look at total cholesterol, HDLs, and LDLs. HDLs are considered kind of your good. LDLs are considered your bad. But um, so general lipid panels, pretty standard as well. The other one too that most people will throw in just generally is a thyroid panel. Um, That thyroid panel will look at T3, T4, and TSH. Now that are... If you're having true thyroid dysfunction, what I will tell you is that this is very, um, very um, superficial, if you will, right? There's so many more, um, so many more thyroid panels that you can run when you're looking like antibodies. And so really when you're looking at um, most of them just run T3, T4, and TSH. You know, some of them will run like T3 uptake, antibodies that really gets deeper into that, which I think are good, but I would say is a bit more needed if there is a, um, like a specific concern. So say you run the general T3, T4, TSH, and you look at you look at it and you say, oh my gosh, this is all over the place. I would say that would be a bit more indicative of um, kind of going more in detail, but wouldn't necessarily would be one that I would run right off of the bat, right? Um, another one that you can look at too, so uh, is going to be your A1C. Your A1C is separate from fasting blood sugar. The difference being that fasting blood sugar looks at more, you know, the right nows, where A1C actually looks at the last three to four months. So so say you, um, your fasting blood sugar, for example, you'll look at and say, oh my goodness, um, it's 110. Well, of course it is. It was my birthday over the weekend and I had cake and ice cream for every meal for the last 72 hours then you should be able to look at your A1C and say, but you say, but I, but I eat really well. And we look at your A1C and we say, well, that's true. Right, your A1C is, or if you look at your A1C and you say, well, goodness, your A1C is really kind of high too. Then you're like, hey, sis, this isn't just a weekend thing. This has been like the last several month thing. This is, <laughs> you're integrated in the lifestyle. Some people say, well, you know, I had some ice cream the day before. You're like, no. No, not if your A1C is affected. So your A1C will let you see a bit of uh, a bigger picture from a longer span of time. So we've got CBC, we have metabolic panel, we have lipid and thyroid. Uh, vitamin D, that is one that I feel like is not as common, unfortunately, now. Um, and you do have to ask for it. I, I feel and I hope that you know, in three or five years, we look at it and it becomes just a standard. 
But knowing your vitamin D levels are incredibly important. Now there's a few more tests that might be specific to male versus female. And more specifically, what some of those markers mean. We'll talk about them next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Videos, tips, deals, and more. Find Greenwood Family Chiropractic on Instagram. Here's Dr. Leanne. Today, we are talking about labs, blood work more specifically, all about blood tests. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or check us out online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Initial exam and consultation is just $25. So we talked about already who should get labs and how often. And then we really started to dive into talking about what labs to get, general labs. If I know nothing about you, nothing specific, if you're just like, hey, I wanna be well, I just kinda wanna get a baseline. I think that's another really important thing to talk about too is, you know, really just seeing baseline where we're at. And that kind of leads me into when we talk more specifically about there are some male versus female testing that should be done. And one of them for men in terms of a panel is typically a PSA. So PSA is a prostate specific antigen. Ladies, we're out because we don't have a prostate. So you don't have to worry about your PSA. Uh, It's kind of like that man part, lady parts. Anyways, um, so for your PSA, it is good to have a baseline because you will watch some of that change. Now, oftentimes we automatically go to if that number increases, then we are referencing or more concerned about prostate cancer, which can be, but other times it can just be um, one to keep an eye on to say, hey, I've seen people's PSA go up a little bit. I've seen it go down a little bit. Um, The other one too that you can actually test, um, whether it be from a... um, male or female component can be testosterone, free and total. Um, Testosterone though, especially as women, we feel like we don't want a lot of testosterone. Testosterone is important because it's actually something that helps us with bone density. So we kind of think testosterone just has to do with like a deep voice and hairy chin. (laughs) And though it does do that too um but another one for females more specifically is progesterone i kind of shared that at the start of pregnancy most of the progesterone that you'll look at um 
you know, and here and here's another secondary component too, is because when we look at labs, we would say, oh, if your progesterone is low, then you need to supplement with progesterone. And that's, again, where I kind of disagree a little bit more because oftentimes your progesterone can be low if your cortisol is high. Cortisol is a stress hormone that is produced by your adrenals. And so if you have constant adrenals working because you're burning out your adrenals, albeit through stress or caffeine, if you're having adrenal dysfunction, then that's where it would increase cortisol, which would decrease progesterone. So you look at is progesterone being low, a primary or a secondary? And so this is again, one where you want to put someone in your corner, right? Like you want, we always talk about, um, I, my husband and I always said in life that we would, we would be really, really good at paying attention to people who have gone through life, had experiences and know more than we do. So anytime I have someone who said, you know, I've been married 26 years, I've been married 30 years, I always say, what 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 do you think the key to your success was in your marriage? Right? Like I want these people in my corner to be able to educate me and help me and um you know, fight for me. And that's one where like, you need to have a health corner. Your health corner is not Google, by the way, right? Just because you can get on the internet and Google something doesn't mean that you have people in your health corner. You have to have someone who is grounded and knowledgeable about how to address and help with these things, right? We'd like to be your people. If And if we're not your people, you have to find someone to be in your corner though, okay? Another one that you can look at as well, and this is male and female, is DHEA sulfate. Uh, also known as DHEAS. Um, this is one that, again, helps with uh, evaluating your adrenal glands. This, I think this is a good one. Though that being said, I've seen DHEAS markers come back relatively in the normal range, I should say. So there's, you know, the normal range. But there are times that we fall very, very low in the normal range or very, very high in the normal range where we've done more functional medicine testing and we say, hey, your adrenals are actually really off um, because you can see more with biomarkers, intermediates through like organic acids than you can typically just with blood. Though that being said, this is again kind of a good starting point that you can look at. So DHEA. Now, that being said, this is one where looking at your labs – The first thing that I want you to do, so what is typically done, I should say, is that we look at highs and lows, right? And so I cannot tell you how often time I I saw a patient who came in, right? And they said, everything looks good on my, my lab work. And so I said, sure, yeah, I'll look at it. And I said, well, goodness, like your um, fasting blood sugar is a 99 or 100, depends on the test on which they consider high. And they said, yeah, but it's still in the normal range. And they said the highest component of the normal range. So if you change nothing, if you change nothing and you keep doing what you're doing, the trend, the trend is that you are going to, in a year from now, you're going to be a pre-diabetic right? if we do nothing. But here's what I found is that often when things are in the normal range, if they're in the high or the low normal range, um, practitioners will just see it as kind of this watch and wait. Right, this watcher wait. No big deal. We'll just watch it, wait it, let's see what happens next year. But it's trending the fact that you're pre-diabetic. So instead of having that conversation of, hey Mary, you know, if you don't do anything to change a year from now, you will likely be pre-diabetic, which will result in, you know, metformin or eventually down the road insulin. 
So instead of having that hard conversation because it's in the normal range, we say, okay, looks good. Or if it's just slightly outside the normal range, it's again, easy to say, hey, looks good. Or um, the other thing that I found is that it is not uncommon for, uh, for common things to be overlooked. Let me explain to you what that means. It's not uncommon for common things to be overlooked. One of them, um, liver enzymes, AST and ALT. I had a patient who came in and said, um, I went to the doctor and I ran labs and they look great. And I said, awesome. And they said, would you mind looking over it? I said, not a problem. So they brought it in. And when they brought it in, I said, did, you, did they tell you that your liver enzymes are raised? And they said, no. They said, everything looked good. And I said, look right here. <laughs> and I pointed with my finger to their lab work, the big highs, big H's, capital H here, capital H here. It is high. And they said, well, why, why, would, why would they not talk about that with me? And I said, one of two things, right? One is that it's probably been high for a while. Or two, it is very, very common for liver enzymes to be raised when an individual is taking a statin. Statin's a cholesterol-lowering drug. So statins stop the production of cholesterol in your liver. So literally, there's a pill, this pill, the statin, tells your, or your liver to stop working. It's like, quit, quit it. Stop producing cholesterol. doesn't address why your cholesterol is high and why your innate intelligence, the smartest thing your body can do, is producing cholesterol, right? But just we as man say we know everything. That number's too high. Here's a pill to stop the production of cholesterol in your liver. But then your liver, but then we're like, hey, liver, you still got to do all these other jobs, right? Of like filtering, just not producing cholesterol. So then all of a sudden your liver is like, gosh, this is a lot of work. And I'm working so hard. I'm going to spit out these additional enzymes that says I'm working hard. And if I work too hard for too long, I'm going to shut down. I'm just going to stop working. But they say, oh, yeah, it's, it's pretty common. Oh, you know who else has happened to recently? My grandmother. Yeah, they did lab work. She's been on a statin for like 10 years. She won't listen to me. <sighs> um, that's not part of the story, but right. Like, why is my grandma in statins? And so they saw that her liver enzymes were raised. So they said, oh my gosh, you, we've got to do an ultrasound of your liver. And I said, grandma, what's the ultrasound going to show? And they said, I don't know, but they're pretty concerned. And I'm like, you're, you've been on a statin for like the last 10 years. That's why your liver enzymes are raised. Why are they concerned about this now? She said, I don't know. So she listens to her doctor, right? And they do the ultrasound and guess what they found? Nothing. They found nothing. And so I said, okay, well, what are they going to do about the enzymes? Are they going to look at like reducing your statins or changing them? No, they said it's fine. And I said, well, why were they concerned then but not now? Right? Like what? <sighs> so now she's just chilling with super elevated liver enzymes, <laughs> which was a big deal before but not afterwards. And I'm like, well, is it, did they, what are they, what are they looking to find for with an ultrasound and I honestly think it's just because her insurance paid for it but I don't have proof of that so not here nor there but those are just ones that you're like look so here's here's the here's the lesson from that here's what I want you to have that takeaway be is that you need to sit down and actually look are they high are they low 
And the person that ran those labs, you need to go back to and say, why do you think my liver enzymes were raised? Are you concerned that my fasting blood sugar is 100? Sit down and have those conversations. If that's your primary care physician, that individual should sit down with you. And here's here's the problem with it, though, is that oftentimes they're burdened by the handcuffs of the you know, hospital or medical group that they're in, they say you only get 15 minutes. So I say everything looks good because it's too hard to explain how to make nutritional changes. It's too hard to explain that the medication that I put you on for your cholesterol is also shutting down your liver. And now it's working so hard that enzymes are being spit out because it might shut down and stop. But we'll just watch it. Let's see what next year looks like. No big deal. Bye. See you next year. (laughs) Guys, it all comes back. Why do we run labs so we can catch something before it becomes problematic like let's 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 all start taking our health back let's start working on taking our health as a responsibility educating ourselves on what we can do but then ultimately being proactive about what we need to do moving forward and again if you need someone who's in your corner to help you fight for that like let us be your person 317-893-2853 317-893-2853 or you can always check us out online at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com again greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com initial exam and consultation is just $25 look forward to next week thanks for tuning in always remember though that your power is on